What's crack-a-lackin' podcast, fam? Welcome into episode 67 of My Turf, title track, Summer Catch. We'll get to that in a second. Remember, this show, always available on Tuesday, but we're coming on Sunday because, of course, well, we've got the uh, 4th of July America, baby. And uh, so happy 4th. Hope each and every one of you have a great 4th. So that's why we're coming live to you on Sunday. There will be no show next week because I will be in Orlando with the fam on a little vacay and ICAST. So that's where I'll be at. So I've got an, an excuse not to uh, do the show next week. Remember, we're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please tell your friends. MyTurfShow at gmail.com is where you can ask me a lengthy question or hit me up on Twitter. RyanFN18 is my Twitter handle. So episode 67 title, Summer Catch. I got to thinking about the title this week, and I usually I get inspired by a movie, song, or what's going on with the, with the world in general. I was watching the Braves the other night on the MLB Network, and I fell asleep. Woke up in the middle of the night to go pee, and guess what? They were showing Summer Catch, the 2001 romantic comedy with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. Pretty cheesy baseball movie, I know, but it got me thinking, let's hit on somebody who catches a lot of things. The best NFL wide receivers we can think about for the upcoming 2023 NFL season. Then let's hit on the best college football wide receivers, and then let's talk about the best high school wide receivers and top recruits out there. And now I know some of you love the the tight ends, um, always a phrase that can be mis- misconstrued, but let's stick to wide receiver and strictly wide receiver for episode 67, Summer Catch. Let's talk some NFL news before we get into this. Yes, Buda Baker, he did request a trade by the Arizona Cardinals, but he's still going to be at camp. The NFL is taking this gambling really serious with players, including fantasy football, I guess. It's it's kind of lingering into that. Um, you know, they're, or not lingering. It's it's moving in that direction also where they're going to have to do something, man. But, uh, yeah, the NFL has suspended four players. They also suspended Cam Robinson for four games for PEDs. So we talked about that last week. Look, this could null and void his contract, and they owe him six, you know, sixteen million. But four games is not a, not as bad, not a lengthy suspension. JJ Watt, he is going to stay busy in retirement, and he's joining CBS as an analyst. I love JJ. I think he'll give an interesting take, especially from the defensive side of the ball. We know he's going to be, um, we know he's going to have real good insight on that. How about this great back and forth we've seen from Travis Kelsey and Jamar Chase saying, "Hey, he's okay with being underpaid because he loves winning." Uh, at the end of the day, man, the, the dude's also got a lot of great endorsement deals, and he's got a great podcast that he does with his brother Jason, of course, is the center for the Philadelphia Eagles. But some good back and forth, too, from Travis Kelsey and Jamar Chase about who's got the better quarterback. Look, until Joe Burrow knocks Patrick Mahomes down and becomes that guy to win the Super Bowl, yeah, you're, you're sticking with Mahomes, baby. It's You're sticking with Mahomes for sure. All right, so let's get into the top NFL wide receivers. Now remember, this can be something maybe you need to pay attention to for fantasy football purposes. Hint, hint. Yes, I'm winking. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely stay into that. All right. So number one is going to be Justin Jefferson. I don't think there's anybody surprised by that. I mean, the route running, the hands, he puts on a clinic, man. He absolutely puts on a clinic when you watch this guy play uh, the wide receiver position. He should be taken number one in fantasy football. Remember, he's only 24 too. You should have him in your dynasty lineup. Uh, should, have, should have him on your dynasty team as well. Remember last year, 184 targets, 128 receptions, 1,809 yards, eight touchdowns, and that's including another ru- one that was a rushing touchdown. So he does it all. Now, I do want to caution people this year when you're talking about him for wider, you know, for fantasy football, 
Wide receiver Jordan Addison was taken, and that could cut into his productivity. He was number one, you know, number one uh, pick for the Vikings coming out of USC, the 2021 Blitnikoff Award winner when he played at Pitt. This is a bad dude. So could he cut into that productivity? Maybe, but we do know that that Justin Jefferson, the offense is going to be ran through him, guys. Dalvin Cook's gone. The running back will be Jordan Madison. Their offense will run through him. But that means it could be a boomer bust situation where he's a diversion in some weeks. I still think he's going to get like six catches, 56 yards on a, on a, you know, on an off week, and that's still pretty good though. So consistently, he'll still be in your lineup no matter what. You're not. It's not like you're going to bench Justin Jefferson. I just don't know if I take him number one overall. You know what I mean? Don't think I would do that. Number two, we're going to go with Cooper Cup. Remember, he's 30 years old, and uh, the Rams they're still. Still a pretty good damn team. Cup had some uh, some durability issues last year, but the scheme and his route running plus high football IQ is on another level. He's an underdog beast and football player. Uh, just through and through last year, 98 targets, 75 receptions, 812 yards, six touchdowns, uh, catching the ball, one rushing touchdowns. He's still lethal, man. It's Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford and him were both banged up last year coming after the Super Bowl win. So, at the end of the day, man, this is still a guy that you're taking probably in the second round, mid-second round um, at the wide receiver position. Number three, Devontae Adams out of Las Vegas. He's still one of the best in the red zone, and Jimmy G better feed him. And remember, he's got the shake at the line and the sizzle at the end, man. Nobody high points the ball better than him. 180 targets last year, 100 receptions, 15, 1,500 receiving yards, 14 touchdowns, Zero rushing, but, I mean, this dude's an absolute stud. 30 years old, and, and I'm still buying in on him, man. I do think I do worry a little bit, though, about what are the Raiders trying to do? What's going to be their identity? Because Josh Jacobs uh, last year had to show off all of his talent. They fed him a good bit. That offensive line did not get any better, though. Um, and Jimmy G's had durability questions in the past. So and that makes you wonder a little bit. Brian Hoyer will be the backup uh, he knows Josh McDaniel's system pretty well because he was a longtime Patriot, and now he's the backup there. So Devontae Adams, he, he proved what he could do with Derek Carr. So we'll see what they do with Jimmy G. Uh, I just know that he's going to be a focal point of that offense, and he's definitely somebody that I'm buying into, even though I don't think the Raiders are going to win a lot of football games. Uh, number four is going to be Tyreek Hill out of Miami. Despite moving on from the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes last year, he and Tua absolutely crushed it. Uh, when Tua was healthy, this was a beautiful, beautiful marriage. 170 targets, 119 receptions, 1,710 yards receiving, seven touchdowns through the air, one rushing touchdowns. He was incredible. Um, in my opinion, man, the Jets on this, man, they're just on another level. He's, you know, he's 29 and still looks hungry and in his prime. If Tua stays healthy and Jalen Waddle doesn't steal away too many targets, Tyreek could lead the league in receiving it's not out of the question Tyreek gets open unlike anyone I've ever seen man and after the catch what he does it's it's just a wow factor it's an absolute wow factor all right number five Stefan Diggs and the Bills uh I understand the drama but reports are mixed Josh Allen is making continuous mental errors and Diggs isn't happy about it he's still at 29 one of the best wide receivers out there. He's had five straight 1,000-yard seasons. Excuse me, Caesars, seasons. The bursts and hands are still elite. He's a contested catch gangster. I mean, he's just a stud. 
154 targets last year, 108 receptions, 1,429 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns. No rushing touchdowns, but 11 touchdowns, man. He's an absolute stud. So Stephon Diggs, if they trade him because they feel like he's a, a diva in the locker room and they don't want to deal with that anymore, which I don't I don't think they're going to do because, I mean, without him, their offense, uh, I mean, there's they're, like we talked about, there's some good playmakers, but... Like honestly, man, this this dude is this dude's on another level. So, some honorable mentions that we're going to talk about. Obviously, Jamar Chase is still uh, in this discussion, but for me, it's all about the, he had a little bit of durability issues last year, and T. Higgins is 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 still a really good wide receiver opposite of him. Jamar Chase the, is the top target. He's he's Burrow's guy, but you know, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, these are good players that could cut into that. Uh, week in and week out on the consistency standpoint. C.D. Lamb, look, he's one of those. T- he's number seven, a great, a great, great wide receiver. Uh, but you've got a new play caller, Mike McCarthy, and plus Brandon Cooks is on the other side. A sleeper this year that I'm thinking of, man. It's going to be Nor- New York Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson. It's something about just what he, just what he can do as far as getting open. Um, how he high points the ball. He makes the contested catches. What he does after the catch is still special. And the marriage, I think, with with Aaron Rodgers, them working together in OTAs, I think it's going to be a beautiful one. I think he's going to wreak havoc on teams. And, uh, yeah, I look for a big-time, big-time move for him up in the, the wide receiver rankings. I think he could be a top-10 wide receiver this year with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Even though, you know, I'm salty on Aaron Rodgers leaving a little bit. But at the same time, I understand the man can, man, can, the man's a bad man. He, he's a baller. He's an absolute baller. So, all right, so let's get into the top five NCAA wide receivers. Uh, let me get a sip of my water and we're going to get right into it. We ain't taking no breaks, baby. None at all. All right, so number one's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. You know, he's a junior now, 6'2, 210 pounds, 77 receptions. 1,263 yards receiving last year, 14 touchdowns. Look, Ohio State puts out great wide receiver and is recruiting the best. He reminds me so much of Devontae Adams with the size and separation he gets at the line of scrimmage. His catch radius is a damn plus. Marvin Harrison Jr., man, this kid's going to be a first-round draft pick next year. He's an absolute stud. Number two is going to be Rome Adunzi, senior wide receiver out of Washington. Six foot three, 211 pounds, speed kills, and he's got the strong hands. Reminds me so much of Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee last year and Quentin Johnson from TCU. He's amazing at finding open areas. He had 75 receptions, 1,145 yards receiving, seven touchdowns. He plays across from another bad bad wide receiver in Jalen McMillan. These two are a great, great dynamic duo. McMillan almost made this list, man, but Roma Dunsey, dude, he's he is going to be a focal point for Michael Penix Jr. in that wide and in, in that wide receiving core uh, from the Washington Huskies. Number three is going to be Dorian Singer, uh, USC Jr. He's a six foot, 188 pound, absolute badass. Not the biggest or fastest, but 66 receptions, 1,105 yards receiving last year, six touchdowns, and that was at Arizona. So he's transferred to USC. He's going to be. In that USC offense led by Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. So they're going to do beautiful, beautiful things together. He reminds me a lot of former Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson, who I just talked about with the Jets. His catch radius, route running, and body control is top shelf, people. it's ab- He's an absolute stud, man. Dorian Singer, go check out his highlights from Arizona the last couple of years. This dude is going to make a name for himself even more being 
in that Lincoln Riley explosive offense at USC. All right, number four is going to be Amika Ikuga from Ohio State, six foot one, two hundred and five pounds. He's a junior, seventy-four receptions, one thousand one hundred and fifty yards receiving, ton, ten touchdowns uh, last year receiving. Versatility is the only way to describe this man. He is an absolute beast. Um, he can return kicks. He can play the slot. And he can go outside. Plus, take jet sweeps. Reminds me so much of Debo Samuel, guys. He's such a threat, and man, he's just a football player. He's just an absolute football player. I love watching a man, and uh, I tell you, dude, when you know when Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson went on to the NFL, we all knew that Marvin Harrison Jr. was going to be special, but we thought Jackson Smith and Jigba was just going to tear it up, and he did for a little bit, but then he got hurt, and then all of a sudden, Ibuka comes in, man, and he's an absolute star as well, and this guy to me, man, he's he's one of these guys that's going to be another first-round draft pick, in my opinion. He's just that damn solid of a player. All right, so number five, we've got two people that we're going to talk about, okay? We've got Texas wide receiver Xavier Worthy, you know, is he's a really damn good one. He's got to fix the drops, man. He has elite speed in route running. Reminds me so much of Jerry Judy that played at Alabama. Now he's with the Denver Broncos. 60 receptions last year, 766 yards receiving, 760 yards receiving, excuse me, nine touchdowns. Look, just clean up the drop issues. And uh, man, he's an absolute stud. All right, also with him, six foot seven, 235 pound FSU wide receiver out of Florida State, Johnny Wilson. Reminds me so much of Plaxico Burris at the red zone. He's an absolute matchup nightmare. 48 receptions, 879 yards receiving, five touchdowns. He transferred from Arizona State, so it's going to be the second year in this Florida State Mike Norvell offensive scheme. Oh, man, he, he's absolute stud. I mean, this guy, you can't you can't really guard him. He's a tight end. He's a you know he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. He is that damn good. Absolute stud. Uh, Jordan Travis and him really started putting some things together later on in the season. And look out, man. What he did to LSU last year, he's probably going to do the same thing this year, man, because they are going to feed him the rock. All right, some honorable mentions for college football. Look, Zachary Franklin out of Ole Miss. He transfers in from uh, University of Texas San Antonio. This kid is an absolute matchup nightmare. Lane Kiffin found one of the best wide receivers in the target in the transfer portal excuse me Malik Neighbors out of LSU that's a dude that I'm keeping an eye on last year I started seeing him really gel within that Brian Kelly system uh Ja'Cory Brooks out of Alabama this is a guy in his junior year came out of IMG Academy burst onto the seam as a freshman made that big time touchdown winning uh uh, touchdown catch against Alabama to send the game in, in the, into overtime. He's really good after the after the catch. He gets open. He can high point the football. He's going to make a name for himself this in his junior year. Troy Franklin out of Oregon. He's another really good player that last year with Bo Nix, they were really starting to find each other. Uh, and the guy is built like a running back. He's going to do special things after the catch. And Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky. If you haven't seen this guy, this dude is a route-running machine, route-running machine. I know he doesn't play in the sexiest of and biggest conferences, but go check him out. Malachi Corley is an absolute beast. Love watching him, man. I, I think he's, uh, uh, dude, honestly think he's one of the one of the best players out there um, that people aren't talking about because he, you know, 
plays at a smaller school. But look, he makes the Hilltoppers really, really go, dude. He is an absolute stud. All right, we're going to take a pause for the calls, and then we're going to talk about the top five high school wide receiver recruits when we come back here on My Turf, episode 67, Summer Catch. Stay tuned, people. What's up, everyone, and welcome back into episode 67 of My Turf, title track, Summer Catch. So we went over the NFL wide receivers, which, of course, number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two was, let me go back and look at my list, right? Number two was uh, Cooper Cup out of the Rams. Number three, Devontae Adams with the Las Vegas Raiders. Number four, the Tyreek Hill out of Miami. Number five, Stephon Diggs. Top five for college. Well, we did six, technically. So number one was Marvin Harrison Jr., number two, uh, Roma Dunsey out of Washington, number three, Dorian Singer, the Arizona transfer now playing at USC, number four was Amika Abuka out of Ohio State like Marvin Harrison Jr., number five was Texas wide receiver Xavier Worthy and Florida State wide receiver Johnny Wilson. And so now let's talk about the top high, high school recruits out there. Number one, Jeremiah Smith. Six foot three, 190 pounds out of Chaminade, Madonna Prep in Hollywood, Florida. Ohio State commit, so you know he's damn good. Younger cousin of Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Geno Smith. He's a polished route runner with smooth movement, good ball skills, and he tracks the ball extremely well. He just needs to work on contested catches, and he's going to be a pro someday, guys. He's that damn good. Gets a lot of comparison to A.J. Green. And I get it because of the, the size, but that's high praise, man. A.J. Green was one of the top picks coming out of college in Georgia with Julio Jones. These guys were special players. And I don't know if I'm ready to say he's that special because, like I said, A.J. Green, Julio Jones, that's just really high praise. But I do want to compare him to Chase Claypool. Got that big frame. Um and he's got a little bit more meat on his bones than A.J. Green did at that age. So I'm going to go Chase Claypool because he does need to work on the contested catches, and that's nothing. That's something you never saw with A.J. Green. The dude was just, I mean, the dude put on a clinic every time he went out there. He could pie point the ball. I mean, you could be all over him. He could make those catches. Of course, he was great after the catch, just like Julio. So I'm not going to give him that high praise yet. But Jeremiah Smith... It was an absolute stud. Ohio State, man, they just keep adding to that great wide receiver room. All right, number two. And by the way, he is a five-star Jeremiah Smith. So, let me, if I didn't say that. All right, number two is going to be five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman. Six foot three, 185-pound wide receiver out of Central Phoenix City, Alabama. He's leaning Auburn right now. Electric speed, good size, and a large catch radius. Could be the most physically gifted pass catcher in this recruiting cycle. Reminds me a lot of George Pickens. He's just a straight baller, man. He just needs to get a little bit more consistent in his route running, but Cam Coleman is an absolute stud. He plays against top competition here in Alabama. Uh, No, he is not looking at Alabama. If you go to Central Phoenix City, you're right on that border of Auburn, uh, right on that border of of Alabama in in Georgia. You're really close to Auburn. You're only about 45 minutes to an hour away. So usually that's they go Georgia or they go Auburn. And occasionally, like Justin Ross, he was from that same high school. You know, of course, Dabo went in there and plucked him. And he's very comparable to a Justin Ross as well. But I like George Pickens because 
the way he high points the ball, that large catch radius, that electric speed, just very, very comparable to George Pickens. All right, number three is going to be five-star commit, uh, uh, excuse me, Clemson commit, Bryant Wesco out of Midlothian High School in Texas. He's six foot, 270 pounds, explosive, full body control, who can win anywhere on the field. He just dominates the other side and plays in a flex bone high school offense, It's hit, which is heavily run oriented. His numbers in high school, 58 receptions, 1,160 yards and 14 touchdowns. So if they're throwing the football, they are throwing to Bryant Wesco. He's so fluid. Reminds me of Justin Jefferson in college. Such concentration, too, when going after the football. You got to check him out, man. Bryant Wesco is an absolute stud. I actually had a hard time not making him number one. But at the end of the day, when you look at the competition, um, he doesn't, com- you know, he doesn't. It's a mid tier kind of Texas size school, like a 4A. So he doesn't go up against the top guys like Je- Jeremiah Smith. And, uh, and Cam Coleman, but man, Bryant Wesco, what a talent. What an absolute talent. All right, number four is going to be five-star wide receiver, Mylon Graham. He's an Ohio State commit. Go freaking figure. Six foot, 185 pounds out of New Haven High School in Indiana. You know, he's just a technician, man. Every scout says this because he, is, he just has this ability to separate from defenders, whether it's at the line of scrimmage or the ability to sink at the top of his routes, man. He gets compared to Devontae Smith. And I see some flashes, but I see more of Jordan Addison. Um, and, of course, that got drafted in the first round of the Vikings and played at USC. And, of course, the 2021 Fred Blitnikoff Award winner at Pittsburgh, which goes to the top college wide receiver. So I, Devontae Smith is just, you know, he's just special. And, and Jordan Addison is special, too. But Devontae is just a little bit more special when you win the Heisman at wide receiver. So, yeah. I, but this kid, Mylon Graham, dude, he, he's, he's really awesome. Um, this guy to me could be like a Chris Olave as well with Ohio State. I could see him being on the outside. I could see him being in the slot. They are just, they're just, it's just freak. It's just really, really uncool how many damn great wide receivers they keep getting to that damn, that damn place. They are a wide receiver producing factory. All right, number five is going to be five-star wide receiver, Micah Hudson, 5'11 and a half, 195 pounds out of Lake Belton High School in Texas. He's a Texas Tech lean right now. Got everything when it comes to route running. And can you say dynamic? He turns on a dime and can snag the ball from anywhere. Yeah, he's compared to Jamar Chase, but I see more of a Kadarius Tony from what he does. Man, he's built like a running back. And he, I mean, he could prob- probably play running back. He's that damn talented. He doesn't high, high point the ball like like Jamar Chase does. But after the catch and in the phone booth, watch out, people. He is an absolute monster. Uh, He's a really damn good player, man, playing against some of the best competition out there. He's so physically gifted right now. You got to go check him out. He is really, really physically gifted. Uh, Again, so that's Jeremiah Smith at one. Number two, Cam Coleman. Number three is Bryant Wesco. Number four, Mylon Graham. Number five is Micah Hudson. Now, some honorable mentions and some guys that you definitely got to go check out. And it's because all these guys are great wide receivers. Go check out Mike Matthews out of Parkview High School in Lilyburn, Georgia. He's a Tennessee lean right now, but he's another five-star that I really, really like. Uh, Number seven is going to be a a guy that I think, Ryan Wingo. He plays at St. Louis uh, University high school that's what it's called in st louis missouri he's an absolute stud he's a texas lean right now kind of looking at notre dame as well uh uh, 
I don't know how to say this guy's name, Joshisa Trader out of Chaminade, Madonna Prep. He he plays opposite of Jeremiah Smith. Doesn't get quite the love of Jeremiah, but he's a Miami lean right now. He's an absolute stud. You got to go check him out. Perry Thompson, he's a five-star on some recruiting sites. He's an Alabama commit, six foot three, 205 pounds out of Folia, Alabama. Plays at the same high school as Julio. They call him Little Julio. He's an absolute monster, man. Go check him out. His route running to me just has to get a little bit better. Uh, Gatlin Blair is a bad white boy, man. He's a Michigan lean right now, six foot, 280 pounds, also a track star. Plays at Burley High School in Idaho. Yes, I said that, Idaho. He is a... uh, He's a bad dude, man. You got to go check him out. NY Carr plays out of Colquitt County High School in Moultrie, Georgia. He's a George commit right now. 5'10", 170 pounds, man. Kind of reminds me a lot of Jalen Waddle. He gets open and he's explosive after the catch. So go check out these guys too, man. They just didn't make the list, but these are these are some bad dudes that I really like. And uh, I had no problem maybe moving them up the draft board of the, or, excuse me, the recruiting board as they play and play this senior year and see how much they developed and gotten better. But, uh, yeah, I think this was a fun episode, Summer Catch. It's a great it's a great movie that I love. Um, if you haven't heard that, there was some great sports movie news today. Tom Cruise. Remember he did the remake of Maverick, Top Gun? He's also thinking about doing a, rem- uh, doing a sequel to Days of Thunder, one of his most underrated movies. It's a great movie about NASCAR racing. They did a great job, dude. Uh, Him and Robert Duvall, it's a great movie. You've never seen Days of Thunder. I think it's one of his best. Um, I I think it's one of his best movies, man. Yeah, Days of Thunder. Go check it out. Well, I hope everyone has a wonderful and safe and happy 4th of July. And like I said, we will not be back next week. I will be in Orlando with my family. Um, and I'll be at ICAST. So go, ch- if you're at ICAST, you want to come see me, I'll be at the Pursuit Channel booth. Go come check me out and say hello. And um, man, I hope everyone has a lovely next two weeks. And I hope you don't, you know, don't forget me and um, go back, listen to some other episodes. Remember, we're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, if you want to interact with me, the show's host, myturfshow at gmail.com. And of course, on Twitter, RyanFN18. Have a safe and happy 4th of July again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, everyone. Take care.